Welcome to Life Hurts, God Heals. I'm your host, Kurt Flagel, and this show is going to be unique. It's going to be different than what we've been doing lately because we are going to be live. For tonight, we are going to be practicing scriptural listening prayer. What does that mean exactly? We're going to explain it soon. And when I mean we, I mean me and my recurring partner in crime who's on the show a lot, Kim Ward. She's going to be with us tonight. We're going to explain the process of listening to God through the scriptures in a way that may be different from your typical Bible study, your typical quiet time of reading through scripture on your own. And as you're following through with us, doing this with us, you're going to have a chance at some point, probably about halfway through the show, to to call in and share what you've been hearing after you've been listening to Kim and I as we've been describing what God has been showing us. So we'll give you the number in just a, a few moments. In the meantime, let's just jump into it right now. Let's just get started. Kim. It's so good to have you back. Good to be back. Yeah, I'm excited because you and I have both, uh, we both practiced this before uh, plenty of times. In fact, this is something I do on a regular basis. And so I'm really excited that we get to do this together tonight. The truth is it's always more fun when, when you're doing it with other people. Uh, it's a practice yeah, you can do with other people on your own, but yeah, with me, it's just, I find it's way more fun to do it with, with somebody else. In fact, when I was in spiritual direction school and we would have our retreats together, we would uh, do this every morning at 7 a.m. for those who wanted to get up that early, you know, and it, for me, it was actually, it was imperative that I get up and be a part of it because it was the highlight of the retreat. And and I, if anyone's listening from our spiritual direction schools, especially those who taught, this is not a disparagement, you know, I'm not disparaging them at all. It was just an incredible time. Whereas we, uh, we work through the scriptures together, God showed up and we could, and we were really focused on listening for his voice. So let's just talk through this a little bit because I, I, I don't want to spend a lot of time in prepping. I want to jump into it fast because it, it does take time. And, and I want other people to have a chance to share, if they're doing it with us, to share what they're getting to, from this, you know. So this is different from Bible study. This is different from... Um, you know, reading scripture to understand what it's saying to you from like, you know, like to understand the context of scripture, to understand, uh, you know, like practicing, I guess what I'm saying is different from practicing Bible study, like working through hermeneutics to go, okay, what's the context of this scripture in re- in regards to the whole chapter how does the scripture line up with other scriptures? How can I interpret it through other scripture? This is this is different than that. That's important. I want to say Bible study is very important because 
it gives you a greater understanding of God's word as a, as a whole, right? Helps you understand the context of what's being talked about. Helps you understand who the author is and who they're writing to and why they're writing to, to a certain group of people. That's all important. But this is also important. I think it's, way, it's, it's practiced way less often. So do you want to talk about what this is and how it's different? Oh, you want to? Sure, no warning. <laughs> well, I, it's just that you don't have to. Right. You know, like I, this I is. I could sit here and let you do all the talking, but you and know, I, people might get bored with your voice after a little bit. It happens. Ask my wife. Mm, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I get bored of me sometimes too. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we all get bored with ourselves at least on occasion. Yeah. Since we hear ourselves all the time. True. Um, so what you're talking about is like the Odovina. I'm assuming if you want to go for the official name. Yeah, yeah. In the in the Catholic, in monastic Catholic circles. That's what it's known as. Lectio Divina, Lexio Divina. However you want to say it. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, I, but so I I call it scriptural listening prayer. Yeah. Because I think it's more informative for me anyway of what I'm doing, I'm letting the scripture become the avenue that I listen for God's voice. Yeah. Well, you're the one who introduced this to me. So I I didn't know anything about this until um, you shared it with me. And I was like, oh, this makes perfect sense (laughs) to a certain extent. Like, you know, the idea of, I don't know about everyone else, but I have a tendency to rush through my scriptural reading. And then go, wait, what the heck did I just read? I have no idea. You know, and I oftentimes I'm like, I don't know if I really actually got anything out of it, mm. which isn't the point of, mm. of scripture reading. I, think, I don't remember who said it. Someone said the point is not to get through scripture, it's to have scripture get through you. Mm. Um, I've heard it said it's, it's not the point to read scripture, mm. it's to have scripture read you. Yeah, either one of those. And really to have God read you. Yeah. You know, so I know that we go through this three different times. You take take a passage, a chapter, or a smaller section, depending on your attention yeah. span. Yeah, smaller sections better, usually like 15 verses or mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's usually the most. You, you want to do, you don't want to do a huge section. Yeah. And then, so you choose whichever translation you're going to read through. And the first time you're looking for the word or phrase that stands out to you in the passage. And then go ahead and write it down. You know, hopefully whoever's there, I've got my iPad with my thing. I've got my, you know, regular journal, but that makes more noise. So I won't do that. (laughs) I am not a quiet writer. (laughs) It's a thing. Yeah. Um, so then you go through a second time choosing a different translation. And I've done this a lot in uh, the young adults group that I do. So we always have someone different read each time so that mm. you're not getting one person's not having to do all the work. Um, then the second time you're going through, and my brain's going blank. Good. The second time or the third? Second. We're on the second. Okay. I, I, the second time you're going through it, you're reading um, 
and you're paying attention to your own emotions. Like this is important one, and this can be confusing for people. You're you're looking for your emotional response to what you're reading, and it, depending on the person, that can be a difficult thing. And so this one's a tricky one. You know, like it may be easier for people. You know, like you said, the first time through. Mm-hmm you're paying attention to whatever verse, whatever, you know, sentence, phrase, or word jumps out at you. But the second one, to pay attention as you're reading it, to have an awareness of your own emotional response. Are you confused by what you're reading? Is it convicting you? Are you uneasy? Are you uh, nervous? Do you feel anxious? Like something in there trigger anxiety or does it bring comfort or a sense of peace or do you sense God's love for you? You know, like, do you feel love rising up for you for the people in the passage? You know, like it's what it's, it's not to be confused as what you think, you know, like what you think the people are, are feeling in the passage, though you can imagine that, I've had people say, well, this is what they were probably feeling. No, this is actually what are you feeling? Like, yeah. and, and so if you're not really in tune with your emotions, which sometimes I'm not, and I've had to learn this process, uh, how to do this and practice this. So it is practice. So, so that's the second one. First one is hearing. You're, li- you're listening for whatever word God is going to highlight phrase or word. Second one is emotional. What's your emotional response? That's what you're paying attention to. And third is what is God's invitation to you in what you just read? That's the short answer. Or gift. Or gift. Gift yeah. or invitation. And what is, yeah, but so that probably needs to be explained too. Well, let you take that one. <laughs> My brain just had a frank blank moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's this one's this one's hard to explain, but it's it's a sense of God is inviting you to make like through, I guess different things. It can be different things. It can be a gift. He just wants to give you. He's like, Hey, I just want to give you a gift of peace today. That's all I'm saying in this passage, you know, and you're resisting that. So just receive my, my peace or it might be him inviting you to take a, a, a step deeper and trusting him in a certain area of your life. Like that just start that he he allows this passage to point out something in your life where you haven't handed it over to him. And he might just be inviting you to surrender that and let him in. So, or it could be just him saying, here's my invitation for you to enjoy this day with me. I just, I want you to, to experience my joy today. So there, there's an invitation. It can be so, it can be so varied. Or it could be just a gift he wants to give you, right? He just might want to say, hey, just my love is a gift. I'm just giving it to you. Receive it, you know? Um, I've had so many different things happen. Um, Sometimes God is just, sometimes it's convicting. Sometimes he's telling me, like, hey, dude, pay attention. That's his invitation, right? Other times it's like, just relax and rest. So 
it's 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 different for every person. And here's the great thing about this: we call we call this a, a spiritual practice, mm-hmm. and there's a reason for that. You don't have to worry about getting this wrong. You're not going to be a heretic if you think you hear something, but you're not sure and you're worried about that you heard God wrong. This is practice, and this is the beauty of God. He is gracious. He is merciful. He is kind and gentle. He is everything in the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence of God's Spirit as given in Galatians 5, right? Everything that is in that that passage, Galatians 5:22 through 23, he is gentle, kind, patience, love, joy, peace, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. All of that is God. It is it is who He is, and so there you can we can relax. We can relax. In fact, that's an invitation right there to relax, rest, and receive. That's really what this is about. Prayer for us a lot of times is, in our minds anyway, it's us talking to God. And we spend a lot of time doing that typically, I find, for myself anyway, and not a lot of time receiving, not a lot of time listening. And so this is a chance to relax and just listen and if it's hard or it feels there's anxiety in this, it's okay. Just remember this is practice and there's nothing on the line ever when you're in a practice. It's in the game that it's on the line. But in practice, you know, when you practice, you can make mistakes. And so there's no judgment here. So we get to practice this. So tonight, what we're going to do, for this show anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to do Acts chapter 1. We'll go, let's do the, we'll make it short. I was thinking about going to 17, but let's, uh, hmm. that's a long passage. Let's just do, let's just make this short for people, especially if they're trying it for the first time. Let's do one through eight. So it's going to be roughly nine verses. And I find if you're first starting out, one of the four accounts of Jesus's life or acts is a good place to start. Having a story to listen to is good. So what we're going to do, here's, we're going to, here's how this is going to work tonight. You and I, we're, we're going to take turns reading the scripture in different translations. And before we do that, we're going to, uh, we're going to stop and just invite God to speak to us. We're just going to confess and say we're ready to hear from him through the scripture. And then we're going to take a moment of silence, and then we'll read. And once we read, as we're reading this first one, we're going to be listening again. We're going to ask him to highlight a word, a phrase, or sentence. And when it's done, we'll take a moment of silence again, 
And then Kim and I, we're going to share what the word that we received. For anyone who's listening to this, in that silence, that's your chance to write it down for yourself before we speak ours. So you're not influenced by what necessarily by what we've heard. Write it down. And then we'll do that same practice for paying attention to our emotion, same practice for the third one when we read it the third time, listening for um, what God's invitation or gift is. And once you and I have done those three things, then usually what happens is you open it up to discuss it more. Because we're just going to just, we're not going to give any explanation. We're just going to share what we heard, how we feel, and what our gift what the gift invitation is from God. After that, we will allow people, you know, we will open it up and share like what we're hearing more fully. And this is when that if you're doing this alone, this is when you journal off of what, uh, off the things that you've got, because usually in those, those little sentences, what happens is uh, you have a lot of questions and you begin to process with God what, okay, this is the gift invitation, but really, what does this mean? And so you write down things. In this setting, we're going to discuss it. What are we hearing and listening to each other? And that's going to be the point where we're going to allow other people, before we discuss ours, we're going to allow other people to call in and, and share what they're hearing. And so for those who are going to be interested in doing that, here's the number. We'll give it up right here. And we'll give it later. The guest call in if you're interested in, in um, doing this with us and sharing what you're hearing is 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. So again, the call in part will come after we've practiced reading through three times. And Kim and I have shared what we're getting from this. So, all right, let's let's start. So, let's take a moment. Do you want to pray and, and do the invitation for God for for God to speak clearly to us, or do you want me? I can do it. Okay. So, let's just take a moment of silence to still our hearts and minds. And if that's difficult for you, start with your body. And the way you can slow down your body is sit. Even open your palms and pay attention to your breathing and let your breathing in and out slow down and let it be your, uh, let your breathing in be your invitation for the Holy Spirit to take over. And thank you that you're always inviting us to listen. You're always inviting us into closer relationship with you. We just ask that you align our hearts to hear your voice more clearly. You promise that we are your sheep, and your sheep hear and know your voice. We thank you that we have that promise to stand on. So just ask that you would help us to slow down, be still, to rest and take the time to listen to you and hear what you have to say today. Do you want to read first or do you want me to? Oh, you can go first. Okay. So this is Acts 1. Or Acts 8, sorry, Acts, Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through um, 9, or 8. Yes, Acts 8, 1 through 8. 
And this is going to be, I'm reading in the ESV. And Saul approved of his execution. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Devout men buried Stephen and made great lamentation over him. But Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house. He dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits crying out with a loud voice came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. So now we'll just take a moment of silence. And we're listening for the word or the phrase or the sentence that is being highlighted for us. have something oh, yeah. all right so we're just sharing just simply without explanation what we have go ahead Kim uh, the phrase that stood out to me was much joy hmm. they got scattered <laughs> all right so the second read through you're gonna do that I am going to do the second read through. okay this one what we're what we're listening for is our own emotional response all right, so I'm going to be in the Passion Translation. Okay, hang on one second. Let me get there. Yep, yep. We're reading the exact same thing, the passage that we just read. Okay. So in Acts chapter 8, starting in verse 1. Now Saul agreed to be an accomplice to Stephen's stoning and participated in his execution. From that day on, a great persecution of the church in Jerusalem began. All the believers scattered into the countryside of Judea and among the Samaritans, except the apostles who remained behind in Jerusalem. God-fearing men gave Stephen a proper burial and mourned greatly over his death. Then Saul mercilessly persecuted the church of God, going from house to house into the homes of believers to arrest both men and women and drag them off to prison. Although the believers were scattered by persecution, they preached the wonderful news of the word of God wherever they went. Philip traveled to a Samaritan city and preached to them the wonderful news of the anointed one. The crowds were eager to see, receive Philip's message and were persuaded by the many miracles and wonders he performed. Many demon-possessed people were set free and delivered as evil spirits came out of them with loud screams and shrieks. And many who were lame and paralyzed were also healed. This resulted in an uncontainable joy filling the city. Take a moment again. 
and just be still and listen. If you haven't written it down yet and you're listening, this is a great time to write down your emotional response, what what you're feeling to this past, uh, what you're hearing in this passage. I'll let you go first again. (laughs) I felt a sense of encouragement. I think it was mixed with a little bit of anxiety. I could sense that in there. But I'd say encouragement was the overriding sense. All right. So this we're going to do this one more time. I'm going to read through it a third time. And uh, we're going to be paying, asking God, what is the gift? What is the invitation that he has for us, one of those two things. You want you want to take it or do you want me to? It's up to you completely. Um, I'll let you take it. Okay. I think I'm gonna do the amplified version. Okay. On this time. And uh so that let's take a moment and just uh ask God to reveal uh, the gifts or invitation he has. God, just show us. Make it clear what your invite, what your invitation is for us or what your gift is for each one of us as we read through this. Uh, we don't want to make things up. And we know how easy it is for us to deceive ourselves. So you just cut through for us and, and make things clear as we read. What's from you? Right, Acts chapter 8, verses 1 through 8, in the Amplified Version. Saul wholeheartedly approved of Stephen's death. And on that day, a great and relentless persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and the believers were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except for the apostles. Some devout men buried Stephen and mourned greatly over him, expressing a personal sense of loss. 
But Saul began ravaging the church and assaulting believers, entering house after house and dragging off men and women, putting them in prison. Now those believers who had been scattered went from place to place, preaching the word, the good news of salvation through Christ. Philip, the evangelist, went down to the city of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, to them. The crowds gathered and were paying close attention to everything Philip said as they heard the message and saw the miraculous signs which he was doing, validating his message. For unclean spirits, demons, shouting loudly, were coming out of many who were possessed, and many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. So there was great rejoicing in that city. So just take a moment to be still and and let uh, and give God a, a chance to really settle in what His invitation or gift is for us in this passage. You want me to go first this time? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, I heard the word validation. That, that, uh, it's a gift. God is my validation. Uh, I got, even in mourning, there is joy. Hmm. All right, so what we're going to do now is before we start, we start talking about um, what we've gotten out of this. Let's do this. Let's uh, let's give people a chance to call in and share what they've heard. What? Uh, so here's the number again. If you want to call in, it's three two three five eight zero five seven five five three two three five eight Zero five seven five five. I'm going to say that one more time because that that was a little jerky, a little clunky. Three three two three five eight zero five seven five five. Hey, I'm going to jump over and just see if anyone's calling in. Here, here's what I'm thinking right now. Would um, would you like think about this for a minute? Um. How how long did that last? To give people a chance actually to what like fifteen twenty minutes I think by the time we finally got done. Yeah, by the time we actually jumped into it and started actually doing it, how long do you think that was? Fifteen to twenty would be my guesstimate. How, did it feel like a long time? No. I mean, the I, the perception is this could seem like it takes a long time. But I mean, 15 minutes. I mean, really, in in the in, in the grand scheme of things, what can we really do in 15 minutes? You know, longer than my break at work. Is it? By three whole minutes. 
Man, I tell you what, I don't think for me, <laughs> I don't think for me, uh, 15 minutes seems like a long time anymore. I can barely do anything in 15 minutes. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> hey, let me just check. 